Hello and welcome once again to the Creme de la Prem podcast. We've managed to clear up most of the mustard and have just about got rid of that nasty smell that was lingering as we've come back from the far-flung reaches of the mystical East Anglia. Uh, this week I'm your host and we're going to be taking a look at the tops of the lower tables, those hunting for promotion. So joining me this week is the cream of the Creme de la Prem, the best that those <laughs> leagues have to offer. Uh, every season has to have a runaway leader, a hero amongst managers, someone who just seems to get everything right. It's Nick. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, following Nick quite literally, uh, he's benefited this season by participating like none before. We've got Tommy P. I'm so far away from Nick, but, you know, nice to be just mentioned the same sentence as him. <laughs> Um, obviously a habit of speedballing mustard and onions is working for him and it also might be the cause of that peculiar smell that's lingering we've got Barney to be fair with my deviated septum I can't actually smell it but uh, yeah hello anyway (laughs) (laughs) and again following him in what must be the most hotly contested promotion battle being fought up and down the CDP it's Pete hi guys nice uh, making sure we actually talk about football and delivering those probing stats when we least expect but need them the most. We've got the commissioner. Who? <laughs> and our producer is no stranger to promotion himself. And I've heard that the voices are still telling him he's getting promoted this season as long as he follows the rituals. We've got Pedro. Yeah, uh, the voices in my head, not the voices um, in in the podcast or anything. <laughs> uh, it was a monster double game week lads how did you get through it painfully <laughs> another long one wasn't it it's good fun I love a double game week it's it's nice really to get good, like, good high score I, I don't enjoy a double game week as much as I enjoy a game with like three games in it they're much better <laughs> I'm just glad that I didn't draw 93-93 this time <laughs> yeah well, maybe we had another high-scoring draw. Ooh, Ooh little teaser. Teaser, teaser. <laughs> right, as we are looking at successful teams this week, I did a bit of digging around to find a sponsor that I thought suitable, a sponsor that backs winners. And actually, one of my favourite all-time teams, Olympic Lyonnais, back in the early noughties, did a record-breaking seven consecutive league titles. And... Uh, so long was their stretch that they had two sponsors, and I managed to bag them both. We've got the mighty Renault trucks and <laughs> Novotel, so we could drive somewhere and stay the night. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I love that team, Janino Pernambucano. That's what you need to say. Can you name another player on that team? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they had a good French midfielder. Did Larice came from there for a while? I'm feeling a reese might have come from there. Anyway, no. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so as you mentioned, we are looking at those in the promotion positions and what got them there and how they're feeling now that the season is hitting the business end. All the trials and tribulations that come with holding one of the top two positions and all the action from a monster double game week. Nick, we're going to start with you as you are the man sat upon the top of the mystical 3C table, let alone the SDM. Where did it go right for you? Like, was it the draft? Is there a particular waiver in the season? Are you just really good? 
<laughs> no. uh, de- definitely better. Uh, well, wow, real change of tone. Um, de- de- <laughs> definitely the latter. Uh, also, waivers. It's all about waivers. Um, none of my defenders, none of the five defenders I have, um, did I draft. Um, really? Uh, n- none of them, yeah. Um, yeah well, not, not including Edison and Goal, who, who I did draft. But yeah, so I've got two, two Man City defenders plus Edison. And that's that's how it's been. You, what I've worked out is because it's a head-to-head league, you need to go with a boom and bust strategy. So I, I, one very early on, Cully um, absolutely handed it to me because he picked like three West Ham defenders, or including Fabianski, and that was the week where Adam Ola Lookman sort of shinned the penalty. <laughs> Yes. It was like it was a Friday night or something, and I never never got anywhere close. I actually realised that if you if you're prepared to roll the dice and go with kind of boom bust, boom or bust strategy, particularly at the back, then it pays dividends. And ever since then, I picked up Diaz, picked up Cancelo on waivers. Jesus, how have you done that? Being top of the table. Well, a a lot of (laughs) what. But, That's insane. <laughs> so Nick, um, it, what was so was it the first year you played was boom, the second year was bust, and then the third year was boom. Correct. So um, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be busty again next year. Oh, I love a busty. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, at the beginning of the season, Man City weren't looking great, were they? So there was same in the LDE. There were quite a few City players lying around that weren't. Um, yeah, their defence was dropped like a bad habit, wasn't it? No one wanted any of them. They were shipping goals left, right and centre. Yeah. And, and rotating a lot as well. You were never quite sure who was going to play. And he, he took a while to sort of settle on um, a, a final sort of you know, starting lineup, which he hasn't even settled on yet. But at least the defence is a bit more solid now, isn't it? But at the start, you had all sorts of defenders playing. Like, do you remember Nathan Ake? <laughs> yeah, well, I I, uh, I drafted Nathan. Yeah. I was convinced he was going to play. But he played like the first five he games. Did he get a nasty injury? Isn't he still? No, he just got dropped. Just dropped like a bad habit. Yeah. <gasps> oh Jesus! Well, Nick, that was actually a brilliant insight. Thank you into sharing why you're so good. Um, well, Nathan, what else? Sorry, the other thing, so I don't want to mention it because it's Rob's team. But Leeds are the classic boom or bust. So <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna get some leads bashing in. It's very entertaining, though. <laughs> you ever want someone to bend your ear and convince you into picking up a leads player? Just message Rob. It doesn't matter who they are. He will spin you a compelling narrative as to why they're definitely gonna be the best thing um, ever. And um, yeah, I picked up Fina and Dallas off waivers, and um, they've they've served me well. So yeah, that that's the secret to my success. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I didn't. Well, shame Rob doesn't share in his secret for his success. Because he uh, picked all of them. <laughs> um, Pete, we'll move on to you. You started the season well. It's your first season. Uh, you've rarely, if ever, been out of the top two spots, as far as I could work out. How have you found life at the top in your like? This is your first experience. Well, frustrating because I didn't really want to come on this call because I think it's cursed because <laughs> <laughs> when I got the invite I looked at myself in the form guide and on the form table and I think I was about three off the bottom so <laughs> it's not been it, but it's weird because like I started well but I 
I've gone back and I'm looking at my team at the beginning of the season and it was pretty shit. Um, <laughs> like I had some really bad players and I, I've, I've got from the team that I drafted, I've only got four players left from my original draft, um, which is Son, Fernandez, Larice, and Richarlison. Richarlison did nothing until January, basically, or no, maybe February. Um, so it was, it was really Fernandez and Son that were that got me off to a good start because most of the other players I, I got rid of pretty quickly. I mean, my back four was pretty poor, um, but. Uh, yeah, I've chopped and changed a lot. I've, I've, it's really frustrating, not like the whole transfer thing. Obviously, when you're top, you get seventh or eighth pick. So it's almost yeah, it's bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost not worth it. So I, I, I've, I've kind of somehow picked up some really good players on waivers. Um, Do you use a free uh, agency a lot? Free, yeah. free agents, yeah. yeah. So I picked up Neto, I picked up Stones, I picked up Cresswell. Oh. Um, yeah, so there's been there's been some really good players flying around, but I I massively ballsed up last week when you scored 97 points. <laughs> yeah, but I but I, on Friday night I had a revelation that Gareth Bale was going to hit form, and I draw and I picked him up as a free agent on Friday night, um, and then had a wobble. And transferred him out immediately before he played. And then he goes and, and is the, the player of the week. That would have been the highest score ever, Pete, if you'd have kept him in. Would it really? Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so although, although I got my highest ever score, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I lost the opportunity to, to keep Bale. And instead of got Deli Alley. He was the person oh. I picked instead. <laughs> There's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? And it, it, it's... it's um... Wait, Deli Alley? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing was that he still scored more than half my... He, he still scored more than most of my midfielders this week. Um, but it was a terrible decision. Like, I don't know why. I, For some reason, I think I'd, I'd watched the highlights of them playing in Europe and I'd seen him looking like he used to play. And I was like, yeah, that's it. He's back. He's going to be there with the goals and assists. I think, I think, I think you're Forgetting right. Forgetting that Mourinho doesn't right. like him. I think, I think, I think Rino, both of you are right so far. I think you, you, if you look at if you look at the way that you draft it at the beginning of the year, you're, you're, you're so focused on right. I've got to get a really good team mm. here. I've got to get all 15. I've got to nail them all for the whole duration of the season. And then if you look at it now, I will literally drop seven of my team if I can each week. It, it's like I, I think it's all about. And I certainly did not do this this year, but I think it's all about nailing your first three or four picks, and then for the rest of them, literally just pick for the next three or four game weeks. Being that being that open minded to be brave to make that move and respect the fixture list they've yeah, got. Yeah, absolutely, because you don't do that now, don't you? You don't look at the waivers now and go, "Oh, I've got to get him in because in four weeks' time he's got a good game." It's like you're trying to nail the next couple of weeks. I think I'm definitely going to try and do that next year more. Mm. The, mm-hmm. the thing that the thing that has worked for me actually is is um, taking a punt on injured players. So I've got what trying to get them before they come back. Yeah, so you get them before they come back. So people people ditch them, and because I've got um, there have been a, for most of the season there have always been two 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 players maybe in my squad that I'm not that happy with, and they they just sit on the bench. So um, so I've got space to kind of take a punt yep. on maybe one player at a time and just have them sitting on the bench waiting for them to come back. Nice. Yep. 
Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Pete, another wonderful insight from someone in a promotion position. That's great. Um, Tommy P, you featured on the relegation special, uh, which, you know, a hard pill to swallow. What do you think the main difference is between being a loser in a relegation battle and being a legend chasing promotion are? Um, you get better players when you're in a relegation battle on the waivers. <laughs> That's the main difference. When I was in that relegation battle, I was it, it, like towards the end, I was in quite good form. So, not so that that, that is kind of the main difference. Really, is that you, you like you get a better uh, get better players coming in. Um, but like I think the the big difference really is it, like like uh, all you boys have been saying, it is literally just those little kind of techniques of basically sharpness just remembering things when they happen when things happen in you know in real life football there are quite often like opportunities to be taken in fantasy football so like when a player gets injured sometimes you'll just watch that and be like oh that player got injured you know like um you know like harvey barnes for example recently Mm -hmm. got injured and you could look at that and go oh he's got injured i gutted whoever's got harvey barnes but but what I've been trying to make myself remember is that like when a player gets injured, these teams like the the first team isn't necessarily you know, the squads aren't necessarily that deep. So like someone else is definitely going to come in there and get an opportunity. So it's like when when a when a player gets injured, you've got to look at like okay who's going to come in and be able to like capitalize from that and it might well be someone that people yeah people probably won't have in their teams and they'll probably be available and also so be flexible with like formations and stuff like i don't know whether it will work out but today i looked at i had to drop i've got harvey barnes so i had to drop him because he's out for six weeks or whatever but i thought right who's going to come in that madison's injured pratt's injured and i was like well i haven't really got many players left yeah a minute let's have a look they probably might they might change the formation a little bit They might play Kalecci and Acho. Then I looked, it's like, oh, actually, he played the last two games and actually yeah. he scored. Sure, like, yeah. so I've played a good goal as well. I had taken a punt on bringing Ian Acho in. Um, as a, so, yeah, it's just, it's like you say, yeah. it's, it's, it's trying to trying to find the, uh, the silver lining, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what I did, actually. So we'll see how that pans out. <laughs> always, Terribly. It's always good to Probably. know someone else has done it. It's well, <laughs> slightly it vindicated, a bit more confident in your decision. Someone else has done it, so I know it's not that many. Yeah, and also, like you said, um, someone was saying, like, sort of following, like, teams when they're playing, like, midweek in Europe and stuff, and, like, because you get to see players that wouldn't necessarily be in the first team, but they're kind of pushing for a place. Like Lucas Mora, for example had a good game in Europe and then so I took a punt on him and he played and scored a goal he had a couple so, of good game weeks recently didn't he he's, yeah. he's dropped off again now but a, a couple of weeks ago he got goal and he scored last week so. did he score last week was yeah. it last week yeah he scored in this well this monster game week so it feels like a long time ago but uh, <laughs> that is true yeah I think basically just just uh, being sharper is the, the main theme isn't it just kind of like trying to think about um, how things impact on the fantasy football and how you can take advantage of them as someone who's been both ends of the table just to add on to this like psychologically or you know mentally which one it, it, do you feel shit in a relegation barrel or do you hate being like looking over your shoulder at who's chasing you and stuff I think I'm in a bit of a luxury situation at the moment because I, I'm I've got a it's like a six-point gap behind me, and Nick's so far in front of me that I'm not. I'm not stressed about trying to like win, win. the league, and I'm not sort of. It's not like I've got people really breathing down my neck, like any mistake, and I'm plummeting down a few places in the league. So it's 
it's sort of like a fairly comfortable little little pocket I'm in at the moment. But um, I don't know. It's it's much nicer to have a whole league. league. I'd I'd prefer to like not get relegated. Do you know? What yeah. I, mean? I think relegations are more of a stressful thing. No. Okay. Good. That's an interesting take. Uh, Barney, we'll move on to you. You had a bit of a you you haven't been sat at the top of the LDE the whole time. You had a bit of a struggle to get there. Yeah. Uh, in your first season again. Uh, were you confident of your rise of rise to greatness at the time, and do you still share that confidence now? Um, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, both Pete and I. Well, I'm 10, ten points clear at the top, so I think I've got a good chance of getting promoted. Humble brag. More <laughs> confident than I probably have been, but then then it's a long way down from the top, isn't it? I'm still very much aware that uh, you know anything can happen. Um, I mean, at the, at the beginning, I did struggle. You can only really base your team, obviously coming into it for the first year, kind of you look at maybe last season and who you think is going to do well. So my defence was kind of very Burnley and Sheffield United heavy, which obviously mm. looking back now is pretty poor, isn't it? But um, they did quite well at the end of last season, didn't they? Um, and, and Saints as well. I had some Saints players, but they started well and were quite good for me early on. Um, but... I mean, I made a lot of tweaks after the draft. Um, I had a sort of call that I was I was happy with, but um, I did sort of mess around with it a little bit after the sort of the whirlwind that was the, was the draft. And then, <laughs> I mean, sort of, I get to the turning point for me. I think was that I, I kind of I managed to pick Diaz up um, fairly early, um, and got and Cancelo as well. Um, about the point when City started to look a little bit more useful. Um, and that sort of was the turning point for me. And then more recently, I managed to get Zinchenko as well. So I kind of got the Pep Roulette covered in that. If I put them all in, then uh, hopefully at least one, maybe two of them are going to play. Um, but I, I think in terms of, um, you know, sort of tactics, what I try and do is I try and look ahead at the run of games that are coming up. You know, yeah. like you were saying, well, you, you've got to look at sometimes and getting players in maybe two or even three games ahead um before that before that run of easy game yeah, if, if you look if at, at someone who's got like a couple of four like whatever the rating is it's four or five you know yeah. following that it's like a couple of twos and threes absolutely like i'm gonna sit them for a bit 100%. like if you look at wolves now wolves have got a dreadful couple of games but in like four games time they've got um, burnley sheffield united fulham you heard um, it here first folk pick up wolves pick up wolves so i, I just in Semadu this this week for that exact <laughs> reason. Um, just, just you know, you, that's you've got to sort of think ahead a little bit. Um, and I, I always had a, a couple of. It took me a while to get a squad that I was really happy with. I always had a couple of slots. I know you said it last time you were on, Pete, that I was quite brutal with some of my uh, my sort of rotation and things. I mean, I always had a couple of players in the squad that I was happy to rotate or sub in and out. And I definitely did the thing of looking for the Fulham, Sheffield, Burnley games in defence. Clean sheets were important. What I, will, what I will say, what I will say is, it, is it, it, it is easier to look ahead and to keep players on your bench that are injured, etc. When you're at the top of the league. No, true. But then I wasn't at the top of the league early, you know. No, fair. Mid table, but I know what you're saying. I, I, I totally agree. But I, you know, I was, um, yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I, 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 something as well as if you look at the the player patterns, it's that hard thing when these players are coming in and out of squads. You're not sure someone gets transferred. Someone's new in, are they going to play? Um, it's sometimes taking that gamble on, okay, someone's, you know, someone's not, not played at all, but they've just played um, two games. 
so are they going to get the the, th- the third game now? You know, um, yeah. and they're making yeah, that yeah. gamble. Having it's luck. So much is luck, isn't it? But it's, so, uh, sometimes it's having the, the balls to go. Okay, I've got a feeling that this. I'm not sure. Is, I'm not sure know. luck fits with Tudor's narrative for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's funny. Not did you pick up? Did you pick up Mason Mount on waivers as well? Yeah, I did, mate. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I picked him up on on waivers too. Yes. My squad now is very very different from. I've now got, uh, I think, three players from the draft. Uh, yeah, mine's probably only about four, I think. I did, actually. I went through the other day and looked at, looked at how many. The, the average is about five or six. It's not It's not much more than that. I've played all this that I got left from the draft. It's... No, I think, yeah, probably mine's only about four, I think. I think want to move on, because we might get well, another answer for Pete before he's got a dash. Okay, well, then, quickly, like, it's a simple yes or no answer. That's all I want from you, and, like, I basically want a yes answer from all of you. Nick, are you getting promoted as champion? Yes. <laughs> no, I was, yes. Okay, T- Tommy P, are you going to return to the CDP? Yeah. See, that's what I know. Barney, are you getting promoted as champion? I think I've got a good chance, but I know... Pete is going to push me to the end, so uh, I've got. I think I've got a very good chance of being promoted. I think both of us are going to get. Out. Wilson's going to pop it, um, but uh, yeah, yes. Oh, there we go. We get there oh, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, come on, that's yes or no. I like, I like it. I like this. Yeah, no, yeah, yes. There we go. Pete, are you going to hold on to that second promotion space, uh, or are you going to take? Are you coming for Barney? I don't think I'm going to get promoted. Uh, <laughs> Um, Della. I just I, I never I never bet on Brighton and, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> and I'm not going to do it on my own team <laughs> um, Della as the most experienced manager here alongside Tommy P how do you rate their performances and your, all their chances it's very difficult to look past the top league when you're in the top league mate I don't know <laughs> 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 um, Nick, Nick, I mean Nick, Nick, you know, whatever, he come up, he come back down again. Uh, Tom, at this point, he might stumble over the line because the rest of them below him are so incompetent. That's kind of how it feels, to be fair. I don't think um, anything that good. Yeah, it's more going to Barney. Be. Yeah, he looks, he looks hosed, and um, he, yeah, again, it's a lot of dross. <laughs> And uh, Tudor, we haven't um, brought you in all of this. Um, you're well, currently sitting. Media can, can put forward a representative well, for uh, this. Seeing as I'm getting more comfortable in the host chair, and actually I got some fairly nice compliments today from one of the <laughs> leaders. Um, you've, you've, you've got a big lead there, mate. Um, well, not a big lead over Lee, but you, you've got a big, big gap now. You know, third place, 11 points. You, you, can't, you can't lose here, can you? I don't think so, to be honest. Uh, I think that my game week this week is going to be a real. It's going to be the 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 big indicator that if how I come out of this game week is going to let me know what how comfortable ride it's going to be to the end. And Tudor, are you going up as champion? Yeah, yeah, fucking am. Fuck you, Kennedy. <laughs> Perfect. Let's have a look at this week's Premier League roundup. Uh, we'll start on Saturday. Man City 2, West Ham 1. Uh, anyone watch it? I was going to say, we're not going to go through every single one of these 17 no. games, though. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I did watch it. And West Ham, again, they, they lost, but they're 
They gave him a game. They, yeah, because Man City only he, uh, scored the winner right at the end. Right yeah. at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Two goals, two centre-backs. Um, Nick, I think you picked up Diaz as well, haven't you? Um, yeah, I've got Diaz. Yeah, I picked goals. him up. First goal of the year. He's been a fucking monster this season. It's, it's ridiculous what they found in him. Unbelievable. And uh, uh, Messi, all oh, night. I was going to say Aguero finally turns up for a little bit and uh, didn't look particularly good, did he? I know Bungle was uh, looking forward to him playing, but it did nothing. He was what was the point of him being on the pitch? Yeah. <laughs> it's rubbish. Do we think he's going to be there in the summer? Or do we think he's gone basically? I will stay. Okay. Messi uh, Link, oh, no. crack on. KDB back. Uh, back with an assist. Yeah. That could be that could ignite his uh, season. A lot of people waiting for him to return to form. Well, Greg's got him in our league. Um, I Maybe. think. Did you keep hold of him that whole time? Racket has yeah. got him in. Yeah, you don't drop KDB. Do uh, Racket's got um, him in the SCM? I think. I'm not sure who's got him in the uh, in the Dross leagues, but um, uh, BDR uh, Crouch. No, who's got him? Who played me this week? Collins got him. Collins got KDB and. Um, Bungle's don't know. Yeah. And so actually, all three, all four people who have got KDB have not been doing very well uh, yeah. this season. So maybe that will turn them around. Could shake things up a bit. Well, I just go to the original point about if making your first pick count. If you're bad, if you're unlucky enough to have your first pick be injured for yeah. a number of weeks, you're, you're stuffed. Yeah. yeah you or, or if you picked a Bamio. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's injured between the years this season, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His form is injured. We don't want to talk all about the games, but West Brom beat Brighton in probably the most one-sided game of the weekend. Um, and that's that, that was that Brighton was so on top of West Brom. Um, well, in this game. What happened with that, that free kick? Yeah. That's the dunk free kick, wasn't it? The referee blowing twice. Yeah. Yeah, you can it take was. a free kick. Oh, no, you scored. You're not allowed. No, I know. It was so odd. It was like, oh, my God. You could see him getting redder and redder on the pitch. He was like, fuck, I've made a mistake. What mm-hmm. do I do? Oh, I'll do something else. Oh, shit, that's a mistake as well. Fuck. Well, and he just, like, they literally <laughs> panicked. Like, what do we do? Disallow it and move on. Right. Was it a bit like the, the Saints one last week? Right. I didn't see it, was it? Cause no, some, it was a like combination no. of, of... They let him take it quickly. Yeah. But then he realised he shouldn't have done that, so he whistled. And then the whist- the, he blew his second whistle about millisecond before it goes it goes over oh, the line. Okay. <laughs> and also there was a guy like potentially in the line of sight, the goalkeeper. It was just fucking, it was just a, a mess. Yeah, an absolute mess. And then kept the ball where he's sort of dying a slow death because, you know, they're assessing for what point he blew his second. <laughs> he's just got a stew on the fact that he's just messed it all up. I reckon that's the closest we've ever seen the referee come to crying on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been magnificent. Well, that um, one. Who was the guy who got pushed over by Paolo Di Canio? Paul Durkin? Was it Paul Durkin? <laughs> that was, he was fairly close to crying in that game. That was great. Paolo Di Canio. God, what a man. <laughs> yeah, Paolo, Paolo is great. Uh, the other games from Saturday, Leeds, uh, Neil, Aston Villa won. Anyone really care about that? I mean, Leeds looks pretty toothless on the back of a good win. Stu cared about it. Stu's got all the Aston, basically the entire Aston Villa back line, so he, he did pretty well out of that. But yeah, Leeds, they're just they're, they're hot, so hot and cold, aren't they? You yeah, never it's know. Ridiculous. 
One game they score five goals, the next game they'll, they'll, they they can't do a thing. It's, it's bizarre. Um, ah, yeah, stupid. Newcastle Wolves uh, Wolves 1-0. Dubravka came back for Newcastle in goal. Uh, that's about the only exciting thing. Better keeper than Carl Darlow. I'm yeah. sorry, he was brilliant last year, Dubravka. Yes. He's, he's been injured the whole time though, hasn't he? No, he hasn't. He got injured really? over the summer and then because Carl Darlow came in and was competent, they just didn't drop him. He's been fit for ages. Oh, I did not know that. I thought he was still injured. I thought it was his glorious return from injury. Mm, I don't think so. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Sunday games. Uh, Game everyone's interested in. Uh, we, we, I'll let you lead off then. What, Fulham nil, Palace nil? <laughs> <laughs> the obvious highlight. Stand out. Uh, I thought you were going to go in with Leicester or the Tottenham game. Well, no, but I get one point on the Fulham. There's another clean sheet for Fulham. I mean, they don't. They're not conceding huge amounts of goals, are they? They did against Everton a couple of weeks ago and they mm. they look pretty switched on actually. Um, so I don't know. I think if you're Southampton, you might be looking over your shoulder. Oh yes, very much so. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. We'll get on to that though, shall we? Um, Leicester, I guess basically all the injuries are just coming back to haunt them a bit. Um it's- I didn't watch it. I didn't see any of the game. It seems like I, I was just a bit surprised at the result, to be honest. Harvey Barnes out for at least six weeks, possibly the season, twisted his knee nastily. Yeah, has just... had a bit of bone chipped off or a bit of cartilage chipped off or something, so he's gone under the knife already and he's out. Um, disappointing for his owners. Uh, but Arsenal looked pretty good, actually. Yeah, there's a couple of Arsenal players sort of coming out of the wilderness and out of the shadows, aren't there? Like William Pepe. Pepe, Pepe, Pepe. I'm on the Pepe train. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How they come, sort of come and go. But yeah, Arsenal sort of in the ascendancy, and uh, suddenly some of these players start coming back. Yeah, um, a bit, of, a bit of value, and because I thought that of William, him, his return now out of nowhere because he's barely featured for Arsenal, or when he has done anything, this is there's a bit of sneaky value there. He won't play once um, Smith Rowe gets in uh, fit again. I would doubt. But I mean, watch Arsenal go to Burnley next week, and not score. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of players coming out of obscurity, uh, Gareth Bale. Yeah, lovely goal. The second. His second goal was Perfect. really nice. Mm. Really, really nice. I Spurs looked brilliant in that game. I know it was Burnley, but they were brilliant. Some of their goals, the, the Harry Kane. I know Harry Kane's one was a deflection, but. Um, they just when they can hit people quickly on the on the break they're fucking lethal it looked so easy didn't it it looked so easy for them to score and they, I know it's Burnley and I don't know whether he play the same team against you know someone or anybody else but um, they play he, he started I think um, Kane, Son Bale and Lucas Moura yeah yeah <laughs> Fairly attacking team. Playing a four-two-four was it? Yeah, basically a four-two-four. Yeah. I read something that Mourinho is saying he's worried about playing Bale too much. Obviously, he gets, he gets, he gets injured, and he's gonna. Uh, he is made of papier mâché. He is indeed, but yeah. Papier. Papier. mache Papier mâché. From a fluent uh, French speaker, such as yourself, Jude, I'd have Yeah. <laughs> Mad. Um, <laughs> Chelsea nil, man, you nil. That was shit. It was shit. It, there's nothing good to say about it except people, well, their defenders, except well, Alonso who didn't play because you know 
why would Alonso play? He's only played every game since two shells come back. And then this one, fuck off, yeah? Right, what's the point? <laughs> I can't remember the last time Man United didn't draw nil nil. <laughs> Three in a row, isn't it? I have um I've finally shipped out Martial this week. I saw I'm you done. unleaving your burden with the chat early. I'm done. I'm over it. It's only taken yeah, me twenty six weeks. Have a guess how many game weeks Martial had scored more than two points this season? Three. Four. Oh, so four games. Four game weeks he's scored more than two points. Fuck you in a second pick and draft. <laughs> Double figures next week then. Yeah, well, you know, I've also I dropped Mason it. Greenwood. So uh, Man United go to Man City and put five in against them. <laughs> <laughs> good, time, good time to uh, drop them, by the way. If you can't get <laughs> off the Martial and Greenwood train when they're playing away at Man City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a hero. <laughs> um, Liverpool alleviated some of their ways for a, for a single game. Um, even though they won 2-0, the bonus points in that game went to Trent, Adrian and Robertson. So that's pretty ridiculous, I thought. Nick, you've sort of got allegiances to Liverpool. It's probably the best point of the year, isn't it? <laughs> I, mean, I can't remember the last one, so well done then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not much to say about Monday. No. All right, let's move on then. Uh, Richarlison scored and Gilfie assisted. I'll say that because that was exactly what happened again yesterday, basically. The most embarrassing result of the season for Southampton is this one just about to come because they're playing Sheffield United. So, <laughs> so you're full of confidence for it then? No, we're going to lose. We're fucking awful. I don't. I cannot literally see us picking up another point. Yeah, yeah. It's at that point where you're worried about playing anyone, include it's like, yeah, including Sheffield United. Even seeing that Sheffield United lost two 0 to Liverpool, but like getting the game makes me scared. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we are we are dreadful at the moment. Absolutely dreadful. I think that's one point in nine games or eight games or something like that. Uh, and we're now only what's that? Seven points off the drop zone. And yeah, your form is lose, lose, draw, lose, lose. Yeah, well, there's a lot more losers on the other end of that that you haven't read out. It's fucking shit, mate. Um, <laughs> and they are slipping towards the trap door. If they hadn't had to... It's, mate, it's mad to think that, like, the start of the season, they were top after, like, 13 so games or something ridiculous like that. It's, it's... Yeah, um, Danny Ings has stopped scoring, which obviously a lot of Danny Ings holders were... Um, benefiting from a lot of that first half of the season so that's completely dropped away hasn't it um, and like the, it was all along maybe he just knew maybe he was maybe yeah. he was yeah. Yeah. he did pick yeah. up McGoldrick who did score I don't know if he yeah. still got him, yeah yeah right that's the one back yeah. 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 from everyone <laughs> um, Man City win 21 games in a row isn't it boring is it boring now no it's yeah. great they're brilliant it's kind so, of boring, isn't it? Is it more or less boring than Sheffield United losing every game? Yeah, that's true, I guess. I'd rather they kept a clean sheet, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, that fucking Wolves goal was a bastard, man. Yes. What was that? The stat, it was Conor Cody's first shot on target in the Premiership, and it's like his fourth shot ever. 
Perfect. Well, you know, high percent, high percent is <laughs> well, I fucking love that shit. That's even worse than Franny Benali's record. Yeah. <laughs> what an incredible stat, not fact. <laughs> Similar, similar to Jesus's uh, record, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Well, yeah, they won. People probably went out of it. Some Jesus owners. Jesus got two goals. Mara's got a golden assist. That's back to back games. Whatever. Yeah. All right, move on. Burnley Leicester. No one cares. One all draw. Like no one benefited from any of the usual yeah. things that you would. No clean sheets. Sheffield United, that's the villa. Bit of a shock. Brilliant, that's not a fuck to people like Stu over. Where's hey, that? Guys, Stu. Guys, Stu. Guys. Get on the gold rick. Funny, isn't it? Because they were putting up this sort of like last ditch rear guard action, you know, up against uh, waves and waves of Aston Villa of pressure. And it was, <laughs> you're watching it and you're like, why? <laughs> what's, like, what's the point? Like, you're going down. It's really yeah. it's funny, isn't it? It's all about those win bonuses, Tom. It's all about those win yeah. bonuses. Uh, that's the answer, isn't it? Money. Cash money rules everything around. Um, Don't need to talk about Man United. Obviously, it was nil-nil. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> same, 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 but different. I wonder what it'll be at the weekend. Hopefully, nil-nil. Yeah, I'll <laughs> take a nil-nil. I think um, might be wish-casting a bit there, Julia, but there we go. Yeah. We can, we can, we can hope. Fulham Spurs. Spurs record their first back-to-back win since November. That's a mad start. Good start, not fact that, isn't it? Um, Everton recreated exactly their earlier result. Gilfie and Richarlison assistant goal. I'm so fucking annoyed about this game. Why? Why? Why are you annoyed about this game? I just about the Everton <laughs> games. I was playing Greg. I was like, right, I'm going to bring in an Everton player. Seamus Coleman's played like the last four. I was like, brilliant. Bring Seamus Coleman in. Didn't play either a minute. It didn't play a minute in either of the games, and they've got a clean sheet in both games. I got Holgate in. Mm. And Greg played. was playing Pickford and Holgate, wasn't he? Greg, Pickford, and Holgate. Yeah. Clean sheets for each one. Disappointing, but we'll get on to that. Um, Luca Digny and Holgate. It worked pretty well. Luca Dean. <laughs> Luca Digny. Luca Digny. Chelsea beat Liverpool yesterday. Yeah, this was a good game. This was a good goal for Mason Mount. Chelsea actually battered Liverpool. But I mean, how is that not? I mean, I hate Liverpool as much as the next person. <laughs> how is that not a penalty? His hand is literally up like a like he's swearing into the like, court or something. And I. I, I well, no one understands what the actual rule is, do they? I don't think anymore. It's sort of very difficult to just shrug your shoulders and uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, after Tudor saying he wasn't going to talk about every game, we've successfully talked about. Uh, but we talked about very. We talked about very quickly the ones that weren't important. I feel like we smashed through it. Yeah, right, well, let's uh, smash on even more then. All right, well, that was an absolute mission. Uh, well done for everyone that took part. You took it on with a winning attitude. There's Hopefully the last time we've got to do that this season. Oh, yeah. what? No? As in a massive double game week. Well, we is there going to be another one crammed in somewhere? Or no, is that I don't the last? think so. I think that's the last massive one, but... We'll see. Well, it's not as bad as Christmas last year, or whatever it was, where you were doing three episodes a week. Yeah, we decided to change that up a bit. Anyway, <laughs> oh, fantasy is much more interesting. Uh, yeah, Barney, fantasy review. I think you can handle the matter house of the LDE. What went down this week? I can indeed. Um, I mean, so 
top of the uh, the listing here, we've got uh, Wilson versus Bungle. So Wilson obviously he uh, fucking smashed him. Tried to keep up with with, with P&I at the top, oh. and uh, he scored 43, which is the lowest score in our league. And Bungle uh, smashed a massive uh, 86. That's almost double. It's it is, almost it, it, it a is, Kennedy that, double. It is a that's Kennedy exactly double. Is, is there a mathematical amount Kennedy of a Kennedy double, double or is it? That's a genuine no. double. Anything that is nearly a double is a, Kennedy, a Kennedy double. double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, Morris and Jesus. Uh, Jesus um, actually yeah, played for him. So, yeah, he did well. Um, mm. I think Wilson had given up after the, the first game, I think, when his three Man City players uh, were a victim of Pep Roulette. Mm, um, so, yeah, double Thanks game. breaks. 43. So next game, uh, uh, Jamie versus me. Um, Smashed him. I, I did beat him. Jamie had a lot of points on the bench, though. I was watching it halfway through the game week and was a little bit concerned because uh, he had about 20 points on, on, on the bench. So I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out because he had a few players that weren't playing well, the first game or whatever. So, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, then we've got Hugh, Hugh versus Pete. Uh, Pete with a massive 97. Uh, and Hugh with, with, with 45. Again, Candy double. That's it's a double. classic Kennedy double, that. Yeah, great, great, great score from Pete. And what did you say? With the points on his bench, he would have got the highest score ever? No, if he'd have brought in Bale instead of Deli Ali, I that think he it. would have yeah, yeah. Uh, got the but, highest score ever. But still, but still. A good score, not quite a ton. Um, and then the the last game is, is Fuller versus Garth. Uh, Fuller with 59, Garth with 44. He needed that, Fuller, yeah. didn't he? He did, yeah. and that actually yeah. means that Bungle yeah. actually uh, jumped back up above Garth uh, in the table. Um, Bungle on 30 points Garth on 27 I think that was the only change in our league in positions so yeah, yeah. still well, it's, it's tight in the middle and uh, it's quite tight at the bottom as well and um, yeah we'll see, we'll see what happens uh, nice James Kennedy locked down Bungle uh, perfect over Wilson so got that one right got that one right yeah. Garth's back in the wooden spoon holdings Garth, is that right? Garth is back in the wooden spoon yeah by yes. a couple of player points Yes, yeah, it's tight. Um, Della, I know it happens to be your absolute favourite league, so I'm going to let you take us through the BDR. Yeah, um, it's a lukewarm. <laughs> tepid? Tepid. Tepid. <laughs> I'll go with tepid. Um, yeah, uh, I sort of went to form, really, didn't it? Bottom one, two, three, four all lost. <laughs> Um, top four one. So, yeah. um, Crouch on a tear. Steve's lost one game in his last twelve. Yeah, he's on an absolute mission. It's incredible. It's got ninety points to seventy-two. Tough one for Niall. And I obviously locked down Rob, so he lost. Um, yeah. Did you use your powers for good or for evil there? I, I'm just trying to get off the snide. It's just <laughs> going to be funny now, to be honest. <laughs> got to get one right I haven't made one this week I'm just going to go with my gut um, uh, you haven't pre-planned it you just no. <laughs> oh. no I'm just going with it anyway um, Tudor and Lee I mean they, you've got an 11 point gap and it would be kind of home and host if Crouch wasn't winning every game he played um, if one of you slips up he is going to catch you I think so uh, and Sam no Sam's a bit a bit more hot, hot and cold I think it's crouch, crouch is the problem for both of you two. But um, I am yeah, remember, 
remember, third is worth playing for if people do quit. I haven't got any confirmations of anyone actually doing that, but you know, it might happen. Uh, lockdowns, I obviously have said eight lockdowns, eight incorrect uh, lockdowns. <laughs> great, is it? Good. Um, I mean, funny. it is great, but for not a very great reason. I mean, it's incredible. Um, yeah, Barney locked down Colin to uh, to beat uh, Tudor. Um, incorrect. And then in our first ever lock off, lock off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wilson um, locked down Crouch to beat Niall, and Bungle locked down Niall to beat Crouch. And obviously uh, Wilson came out on top with that one. Perfect. Don't bet against the Crouch man at the moment. No, absolutely not. Back nice, thank you, Doctor. Oh no, what are you say? I was just saying, back to you, all oh, over. Done. Thanks. Uh, Nick, as you're sitting pretty atop it, tell us a tale of the old SDM. Well, what, what a week. What a week. Uh, racket with 67, losing to Pedro, who scored the sexiest score of 69. <laughs> uh, what gutting for Racket, that one. T- a tough, tough loss. One. Um, Cully, absolute berserker, 101 against Ali's 41. That's a Kennedy double. Really <laughs> Mate, that's a Kennedy triple. <laughs> a 60-point losing margin is quite something. So, um, just to say for Cully, before I move on, that is his second 100 score of the year after putting up 114 seven weeks ago. Super um, Cully goes ballistic. <clears throat> Super Cully goes ballistic racket is atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Nick. Go on, <laughs> you're, you're all right. Uh, then I was bewitched by the wand. I lost. I looked back actually at the, the season's result. I've played Will four times. He's beaten me three of those four times. He's got pecs on me. Um, but, you know. Um, James, 63, and then Tom with a, a, a lovely 72 um, to keep it keep it tight to the top. Mm. Nice. It's uh, um, James and Pedro being dragged slightly back down into the relegation um, fight again, I think. Cully is on a bit of a form, isn't he? Yeah, he has the point-scoring heft to, um, to challenge for promotion. Um, he does. I'm not, I'm not sure about anyone from... from not from my other heft, but... <laughs> yeah. um, Tom, how do you feel about Cully on the uh, on the coattails? He's dangerous. He's definitely the guy that I'm most worried about. Um, he is cat. He is allergic to the top two, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it lo- looks looks good at the moment, but that six point gap can can quickly uh, disappear. So uh, you know, yeah. Definitely one to um, keep an eye on. Mm. Uh, Tommy, as you are looking to be making your way back into it, can you give us a little lowdown of what went down in the CDP? Yeah, very interesting week in the CDP. Um, Greg arresting his slide down the table. I'm sorry to bring this up, Commission. I'm going to have to just go through this. Greg, 86. A very own commissioner, 79, so relatively... Tough loss, game. that and one. I can tell you, Greg is like a different person after this result. He's, 
come out of his, he's come out of his bedroom for the first time in about three months. Uh, he's cut his hair, um, you know, he's, he's had a shave, he's washed, everything's kind of looking a bit more uh, optimistic for him. Um, he got 21 points from Bale, which obviously helps a lot. He got two goals and an assist um, in that game against Burnley. Pickford was a really good choice this week um, with his 13 points. And, and like we were saying before, Holgate as well, picking up those two clean sheets. Um, Della's points look good on paper, really. DS and Wambasaka with 12, um, Lloris 16, Mount 14. So a lot of big hitters, but let down by the likes of Martial, you know, picking up like, you know, low single figures. Yeah. And, and obviously the the big thing I think that did, did you in this week, Kamish, was that Barnes injury because he only played yeah. half basically out of out of two games. Um, yeah. In those double game weeks, it really makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, Leicester played, um, who was it they played? They got, it was one or was it West Brom or one of the crap teams. There were a lot of things that could have gone that um, differently that didn't I mean you can't be too disappointed with scoring 79 yeah, but that score. is the third highest losing score ever so it's a tough one to take that yeah um, Stella what is your top score it's less than Bungle and he's been in the game about a month <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I think it's 80 no I think it's might be like 86 is it or something like that I don't know. um Right, moving on. Josh gets another win, which is great to see. Uh, bringing down that um, points deficit to three points now. He is really well, isn't he? Still seven off safety, but you know that's starting to look achievable now. So shout out to Josh. Well done, mate. Um, and that was with twelve Rudiger points on the bench as well. Um, uh, in so some form, Josh. There, Josh, the that was the table where. Yeah, yeah, Josh is, yeah, and, and that was beating Foy uh, 67-51. Let's have a look at his um, form here quickly, actually, Josh, seeing as he's, he's won... I, I sort of get the impression he's on a good uh, streak, but I haven't he's won, he's won, so he lost seven in a row, eight in a row, and then he's won six of his last nine, so, great. and five of his last six, so yeah, he's, uh, he's in some form. I wonder what he's done. His um, player... Better than than everyone above him and up to to third. So if he can just win a couple of games, he's in good shape. Well, it's bunching, but carry on, Tom. Then we'll get to yeah, the league. Good, good point, actually. Um, yeah, four in that game, let down a bit by Abamyang on a single game week and also scoring like one point. I think <laughs> he's managed. Um, and the Man City rotation kind of limiting his minutes for Zinchenko and Cancelo. Um, Next up, um, a really massive game uh, down at the bottom for Phil and a big win for him, 73-49 against Mike. So kind of, again, just clawing his way up. He's still in that bottom two, but, um, you know, just uh, reducing that points gap um, to safety, uh, keeping it interesting down at the bottom, um, reeling in Mike a little bit uh, and... So yeah, I mean he Phil really benefited from massive game week from Mares who got seventeen, Richarlison who got seventeen, who just seems to keep scoring every single week at the moment. So um 
yeah, those boys really stepping up for Phil. And then just at the top, just in cruise control, I think, really, yep. Mark. Done and dusted. Up. 87. Yeah, just just really, like, going up through the gears, you know. Um, Done and dusted, mate. Yeah, very comfortable. 87.59 against Jew. And that's, you know, you beat your nearest rival like that. Um, and third place lost. Yeah. He's, now he's done and dusted, and he's head and shoulders above everybody. If you look at the bottom five teams in the top league now, there's only seven points separate all five. So it's uh, it's tasty. And even second and third aren't particularly clear. So, yeah, it's um, going to go down to the wire, that one, I think. Yeah, everyone's got to play each other like twice more, haven't they? The, the amount. Uh, of, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Two more rounds, so yeah, you could you could easily make six points up on your closest rival and place up on my rounds. Yeah. Nice, nice. So that's your CDP. Nice. Thank you very much. Um, Dubber, it was also a cup court final first leg, wasn't it? It absolutely was, mate. Yeah. Just bear with me whilst I remember that I have to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so first of all, we should probably say um, that there was a bucket. Do we care? No. Nope. <laughs> um, again, always said, get the semi-final bucket. We'll start talking about it. Um, <laughs> three, <laughs> three um, games are pretty much over because the thing about this cup weekend, uh, cup round, is that the, the second round of this um, quarterfinals is in game week twenty-nine, and that's the game week that currently has only four games in. Um, so if you've got a big lead you know you're um, you're pretty much done Um, Phil's got a 23 point lead over Colin that's done Phil's in the semis I'd say Uh, Pedro um, you've come up against the ones and it's 91 that's probably done now anything to say about that mate Oh, actually, I muted you accidentally, so you're actually on mute. So. <laughs> Sorry about that. That really hamstring him. Have you got anything to say? No, I didn't think so. No, he doesn't want to say anything. Fine. Um, uh, Barney, yes, you got you got crouched. I did. The Magic 69 wasn't enough to beat the 90. No. Um, it, again, 21 points. You're probably not overturning 21 points in the game week with four games in it. Yeah, I think, sorry, Tom, the, uh, it's not on the final, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, so those three games are pretty much done. So we're probably looking at a, bar, uh, a Crouch Will um, semi. So Crouch is in the final, which is, <laughs> um, is pretty good. Um, <laughs> and Phil looks to be playing either Rob or Tom, and they've they, they played out a 72 all draw. Whoa. Yes, come on. So it's all on that game week 29 for a place in the semi-final. That's a, that's a good old cup cup ding-dong, that one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I love a draw. And, I mean, a 72-point draw, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Well, 93 no. draws is a bit better, but, you know, yes, pretty good. <laughs> it might be interesting which teams are playing in that game week, do you know? I wonder if this is... Yes, Leeds. Leeds are, Leeds are playing, so that means you've lost, Tom, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. True. Interesting to see who Crouch has got. Obviously, that's going to play. If he has, he has a difficult decision to make. I'll, to, I'll uh, leave that one up to you, Barney. He'll have a difficult decision, maybe, to uh, have to affect his league if he has to sub lots of players in to try and make up enough not to lose out on twenty points. Yep. Yep. 
Correct. Uh, I'll briefly touch on the bucket very quickly. It looks to be a Lee Nick uh, semi final. Nick, you're going to be winning this, aren't you? At Canter, this competition. I hope so. I've got my eye on a nice bucket. So. Um... <laughs> you found a nice pewter bucket. <laughs> um, and it, Josh and a racket in the other side. Racket obviously beaten finalist in the uh, in the bucket last year. So you know he's, he's a glutton for punishment. That boy. Moving on. All right, sweet. So we march onwards and into game week 27. Uh, let's have a look at the fixtures coming up and get those lockdowns locked down. Uh, Della, take us yes. through the cool league. Ah, the cool league. Um, I'd first just like to say, um, before we start, I apologise to whoever it is that I locked down. <laughs> I, I am genuinely trying to pick him to win. Rob messaged me last week after I picked him and just went prick. <laughs> it's now pretty much 100 percent nailed on isn't it, isn't like, it? Yeah. yeah yeah i might look to make try and make things as tasty as i can be using my power but anyway yeah in the lde and, and please do have your lockdowns ready it is bungle fuller um but then they've got garth versus hugh uh pete versus jamie and barney versus wilson Oh, no one's interested in the call. Easy win. Yeah, it's a top half versus a bottom half kind of a game week. So um, we could see four fairly straightforward victories. And just remember also the other thing is that we keep forgetting to tell people you can't lock your own game. Uh, just just uh, before yeah. Pete went, I think he said he was going to lock me down to Pete Wilson, I think. That's what he said. Did he? Yeah, I think yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Nice one. All right, then. Uh, Barney, is there any excitement to be had in the BDR? I think there is. There is. So the first game we've got yourself, Tudor versus uh, Crouch. So Hello. I, I was thinking about that. You got to be a bit worried there, Tudor. Do you think? I reckon no. Crouch. No, I am. I am going to oh. break my duck. I am locking down Crouch to beat Tudor. Ah. I'm going to do that. He's on good form at the moment. <laughs> Join oh, me, no. Tom. Join me. Can you both do? Can you both do the same one? Yeah. Oh, hello! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was thinking of doing that. Yes, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm going to lock down the same thing. Crouch is unstoppable at the moment. Sorry, yes. Peter. Yes. Tommy oh. P's got a 100% record as well. So I know, I've got 100% losing record. I get one wrong. Tommy's got one wrong. Tommy's got one wrong. I've got a better record, though. You do? Yeah. So the next game we've got uh, Niall versus uh, Rob. Sorry, lost. <laughs> lo- lo- Chihuahua, hello. Oh, all right, Nicholas. Uh, Niall is gonna absolutely pound Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to win that, doesn't he? Try and keep out of the relegation. It's a another tough game. So you go for Niall over Rob. That is that is bold. I like it. I like it. And then we have got uh, Lee versus Sam. So Lee in second against uh, Sam in fourth. So Sam needs to win that, really. And the last game is uh, Bobby versus Colin. And I'm going to, hello, and Colin is going to beat Bobby. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. He probably will, because Bobby, Bobby scored 35 in this double game week. Um, just to say, Barney, you, you have the next worst record other than me. You've, sure. you've only had two goes, but you have got both of them wrong. No, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I, I like to go for the uh, the more interesting ones rather than Nick. Indeed. That's my excuse. Or Mark or, yeah. 
right, cool. Uh, Nick, who are you beating in the SDM this week? Uh, um, well, fellow like podcaster Tom, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so that, that aside, um, Pedro's up against James. Um, oh, anyone interested? Sounds not. Has anyone actually left to lock down? Uh, Tudor. Uh, me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, Easily forget. Will, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will, Will's up against Cully. And then an absolute battle of the bottom feeders. Oh, hello. I'm back in racket. My, ma- my boy racket. To, it's a box, battle of the bottom feeders. I'm sorry, Ali. You, 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 yeah. Go, Tom. Let's go. <laughs> and on that note, that's that's the uh, the SDM. Nice. Uh, sweet, nice one. Thanks, Nick. Tom. If you could be so kind as to give us the lowdown in the CDP. Absolutely. Coming up for you in the CDP, we've got our very own commissioner playing stew. Bit of a, a kind of top of the table, second, third, ding dong. If you discount Mark from the proceedings, um, I think if, I think the winner of that game might count themselves safe, and the loser of that game is right in it if Phil and Josh win again. It's funny, isn't it? It's mm. definitely more that than, than looking for like winning the the league. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Especially because Mark's playing Mike. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a foregone conclusion, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, as you said, Mark playing Mike, so you know, that's um looks like ah, on current form that's yes. sort of cruising into another way. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen the next game. Go on, announce it. Well the next game is huge. It's Phil up against Josh, so that's Which means they both can't win, eight. which is brilliant. <laughs> So yeah, you hoping for one of those draws? Yep. I don't really know what would be better. Maybe I think a Josh win, surely. I mean, a Josh win would be great because that puts them both on thirty-three points, and that puts them only four points away from from safety. Um, yeah. Theoretically, so um, that's going to be interesting. And then um, we're going to see if Greg can continue his run um, as run he's won. against his well build his run. Um, as he faces Foy, who, um, yeah, they're, they're kind of very, very closely packed in there. The word I think you're looking for is mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the the, the battle of the uh, the middle, the doldrums of the middle of the league. But there are no doldrums really in in the the CDP because everyone might go down apart from Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from four. Yeah, from four. It doesn't really feel safe, does it? Yeah. So um, so there you go. Nice one. Thank you very much. Um, well, excellent work, gentlemen. Thank you very much. That felt like a pretty victorious podcast. Uh, a big thanks to Pete, who's no longer here, but he was earlier. So thanks uh, to Barney. I said, mind how you go is is the most Norfolk way of saying goodbye that I forgot to do last week. <laughs> mind how you go. Mind how you go. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tommy B, thanks. Cheers, lads. Uh, Nick, thank you. Ciao. Uh, Kamish, thank you as always. Yeah, no worries, buddy. Uh, my little star, he's muted out there. Producer Pedro. Thanks, Judah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, Pete, as well, obviously. I did say Pete. Did you? I started with Pete. Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. Again, not surprising, really. <laughs> um, I'm Virginia, and that is the end of the podcast! We're on!